I'm Alec Lace. Welcome to First Class Fatherhood. Welcome, everybody, to episode 99 of the podcast. Happy, as always, to be here with you. Thank you for stopping by. If this is your first time listening to the podcast, please get over there and bang that subscribe button. You do not want to miss all the action coming your way right here on First Class Fatherhood. Okay, dads, yesterday was Veterans Day, and today is the day it is being observed. So I would just like to take a second here to say thank you to all the men and women who have sacrificed so much to keep us safe and free in this country. I am very proud to be an American, and I am grateful and blessed to be living in the greatest country in the world. Let's never forget, we are talking about a nation that went to war to end slavery, a nation that went to war to stop the Nazis, and really, we saved the world from what would have been a total extinction of so many cultures and a total collapse of society and just the destruction of so many countries. So we really owe a debt of gratitude to the men and women and the families of our warriors, and I think the best way we can repay them is to live well, pursue our dreams, and enjoy the freedoms, and really help others to see the light that beams so brightly from the United States of America. Now, of course, I understand that there is unfortunately a big part of the country who feels that like America sucks and that America is a part of the problem in this world and not a solution. But I also ask you to look at the actions of these people to see where their true beliefs lie. There is no mass exodus of America. Everybody is staying right here. There is no caravan of people heading out of America, only to America. The list of people who want to come to America is growing by the second. Uh, so I really pray that we can find some type of uh, solution to the division that's in our country right now, that we can all find a way to listen to one another and come together and move us forward and not bring us back. Socialism sucks, people. Communism sucks. Democracy is where it's at. Freedom is not free. And I thank God for the men and women who defend it. Now, I have had a great honor of interviewing so many veterans on the podcast. And if you follow me on Twitter and Instagram, uh, then you know I've been throwing up posts all weekend in honor of those episodes. And today is no different. I will be joined by another hero, first-class father and combat veteran, Ryan Mickler, will be here with me in just a minute. So let me smack you guys with a quick little spot here, and I will be right back. God bless our veterans. God bless America. I'm Alec Lace, and you're listening to First Class Fatherhood. I cannot say thank you enough to all the listeners out there. You will hear a word from my sponsors in the middle of today's interview. If you would like to help me make First Class Fatherhood ad-free, please consider becoming a supporter of the podcast by hitting the link in the description of today's podcast episode. Welcome back to First Class Fatherhood. Joining me now is a First Class Father. He is a combat veteran. He hosts a podcast of his own called Order of Man. It is a big honor for me to have him here on Veterans Day weekend. I would like to say, Ryan Mickler, welcome to First Class Fatherhood. What's going on? Glad to be here. Okay, Ryan, let's start here. How many kids do you have and how old are they? Uh, I've got four kids, 10, 8, 6, and 2. Wow, okay, you're right on par with me. i got four myself. Uh, what type of sports or activities are they into? 
All of it. Pick pick one. <laughs> we, we do it. Between the four of them, we do it all. Baseball, soccer, football, basketball, jiu-jitsu. Uh, we're getting into hunting. I mean, we do, we do it all. We do everything. Awesome. All right. Now, do you have an opportunity to coach your kids in any of the sports, or do you more cheer them on from the sideline? No, I'm, I'm really involved in coaching. Last year, I coached six teams. Uh, this year, I'll probably coach four or five teams. So I try to stay really involved with my kids' stuff, man. That's critical. It's important stuff. So cool, man. Yeah, I'm the same way. Uh, I really enjoy being involved with all the youth sports. Um, okay, Ryan, please take a minute here to hit my listeners with a little bit about yourself and your background. Sure, yeah. Um, I run a uh, blog and a podcast called Order of Man. Uh, my goal is to give guys the tools they need to be better, fathers, husbands, business owners, community leaders, what have you. Uh, so that keeps me engaged with work. But, uh, yeah, spent a lot of time engaged with the family and coaching and staying busy that way. So we've got a lot going on, but it's all exciting stuff. I'd rather be a little stressed out because we have too much going on than, than not enough. But we've always got something going on. Okay, I'm going to get to your podcast, Order of Man, in just a minute here. Uh, but one of the issues I talk about a lot on this podcast, that it seems like the family life or the family unit is under attack right now in this country. And I follow you on Twitter, and I see you posting about masculinity, uh, which seems to be another thing that's under attack. So how can we kind of get the message across to our boys, especially our teenage boys, that it's okay to be a man or a real man in today's society? Well, I think just being an example, you know, I think that's the hardest challenge. There's so many boys out there who are growing up without permanent father figures. You know, if you look at the rates of, of fatherless homes, that's on the uh, the increase. If you look at the amount of women in the in, in teaching professions, uh, it, 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 our teachers comprise of mostly women. And so boys aren't really getting a great example of what it means to be a man, and they're not figuring out these things because they're not being – taught these types of things from other men. Um, and a lot of society would say that you don't need to be taught how to be a man by a man, but the first, that's not that's the furthest thing from the truth. <laughs> like you ha- you, you, masculinity is bestowed. Manliness is bestowed. It has to be learned. It has to be learned through other men. And so the most effective thing that we can do is set an example for our families as fathers and husbands, um, and then also reach out into the community as well. You know, that's why it's so important that I coach teams and I look at the boys that I'm coaching, and some of them have great father figures in their lives and others don't, but it's critical that I step up and extend my hand behind the, outside of the walls of my home and into the lives of uh, these boys who may not have a father figure so they can understand what it's like to be a man and how a man shows up in his community and his family and business and every other uh, facet of life. So really, at the end of the day, it's just about being an example um, and, and sharing what it is and showing the world what a good man looks like. Well said. And unfortunately, another thing that I hear far too often from young men is that they have such a negative vision or such a negative outlook on fatherhood and family life. And it seems like it's something they're trying to avoid and not something they're looking to embrace. So I think it's important that they hear more about how awesome fatherhood really is and what an impact it has. So how has fatherhood kind of changed your perspective on life? Oh, man, I learned more from my kids than I think they ever learned from me. I mean, you know, you can look at so many different lessons. Patience is obviously one. And uh, the, the things they learn and, and, and how they interact with the world and how they are using my my lessons and my example in their own lives. And I look at my oldest boy who's 10, and I, he says things, and I'm like, man, he sounds just like me, which wakes me up to the type of man I'm, I am. You know, it's a, it's a mere reflection of me. And so when I see him doing things that he shouldn't be doing or things that I don't I don't necessarily approve of, then it's like, man, where did he learn that? <laughs> you know, I, uh, I taught him that, right? So uh, there's a lot of lessons that I learned uh, from from my kids. Um, 
patience and humility and love and unconditional love and all these other wonderful things that come with it. So it is it is a shame that so many people uh, reject this idea of family. I mean, it's, it's it's well, and I think a lot of it comes down to this entrepreneur space where everybody says, oh, you got to be an entrepreneur, you got to make lots of money to be successful, and certainly that's one metric of, of success, but being a great father and being engaged in the family and being a husband, those those are certainly just as, if not more so, um, metrics of success in my life. Yeah, I think you're right on there. And, and I think the culture right now, especially with social media, it seems to be an excess of that me, me, me mentality and not based on serving other people or, or that type of how can I make things better for my family or my community? Uh, that type of service before self attitude seems lost, not not completely lost, but but a bit lost on this group of kids coming up. Yeah, yeah. Well, you know, I, I, that's a hard one, too, because I think as a man, especially as a father and a husband, you do have to carve out time for yourself and be able to take care of yourself. Otherwise, you won't be able to take care of other people. But, man, when it's all that, it becomes the extreme to decide that you aren't able or willing to take care of anybody else. That becomes a real problem. So it's really finding the the line between providing and taking care of yourself and then reaching out and, and helping others that are under your care. Yeah, and another thing that I see you tweeting about is bullying. And, and the whole topic of bullying, it seems very clouded today because where is the line between a kid being bullied and a kid being put in his place for doing something stupid? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, not everything's bullying, right? The problem is that these parents just rushing to save their kids from what would be a quote-unquote bully when, in fact, it's not. It's just words. And so, I mean, granted, you know, we've got to teach our kids not to not to be that way, not to use their words to push other people down and around but to lift people up, certainly. But at the same time, you can't control what another kid does. You can't control what another person does. All you can do is inoculate yourself against it. And so how do you do that? Well, you you exercise a little mental and emotional resiliency and a little courage and strength and even a skill set to defend yourself. And that's why I think it's important that kids do get involved in sports. And my second son just enrolled. We just got him enrolled in a uh, uh, mixed martial arts class. And so, man, that's just critical. Uh, bullies don't pick on people who are capable of defending and protecting themselves and have the confidence and courage to stand up and, and be these type of individuals. They pick on the weak and they prey upon those people. So don't be weak and don't let your kids be weak. <laughs> it's, it's a pretty simple solution, I think, but we're so afraid of what everybody else might think and do and everything else. And gosh, this, this society of just like weakness is pretty pathetic. It's sad. All right, it is now time for a word from today's sponsors, and I'll be right back with more of the action on First Class Fatherhood. Yeah, there's no doubt we're living in a softer society, especially when we're using words like play date when our kids just want to hang out. Uh, and uh, when we were kids, I talk about this all the time. When we were kids, there wasn't as many organized sports. We didn't play. Every time we played, there wasn't refs and coaches and parents around watching our every move. We picked all the teams and settled the fights and stuff. And our kids um, don't get a chance to experience that. So how can we kind of turn around that softness, that softness narrative and help our kids kind of learn from experience? Well, I, I think we got to do it ourselves. That's the problem is we don't even do it ourselves. Like, we don't push ourselves outside of our comfort zone. We don't do anything scary or tough. And so our kids see us get home from work and complain about how tough work was and then sit, sit on the couch and drink a beer and watch the game and not really engage and do anything hard with our lives and live these, live these sedentary lifestyles. And so they're like, oh, okay, that's how it's supposed to be. <laughs> Rather than, you know, a guy going out and waking up early and going to the gym and kicking ass and doing everything he needs to do and putting himself in difficult situations and challenging situations and coming out not unscathed but coming out all the same and 
man, the more you can exemplify that and show that to your children, the more they see, oh, this is the operating system for life. You know, we teach our kids that stuff through our actions, inadvertently even, through our actions and the way that we behave and the way we show up. So, man, you know, you don't want your kids to be raised and grow up as, as weaklings. Don't be a weakling. Don't be a weak, pathetic coward who, who lives this sedentary lifestyle that uh, has been dictated to them. Go out and, and grab life the way it's meant to be lived and teach your kids to do the same thing. It all starts with us. It's like It's not about teaching them. Certainly we have to, but are you doing it yourself first? you're doing yourself first and the rest of the stuff kind of falls into place good stuff that's some great advice right there uh ryan okay please tell me a little bit now about your podcast order of man uh it's a very popular podcast what was the genesis of that and how did that all get started oh man i wish i could say i had great great intentions and these these uh, this amazing movement i wanted to create when i started frankly i just i, I it was a it was an interest of mine it's something i thought would be kind of cool you know i had to have some good conversations with some good guys that were inspiring and motivating me and it was an opportunity to, to have conversations with these gentlemen and uh so that's what i did you know i started it three and a half years ago and from the minute i started in the first podcast i launched it really just took off and haven't looked back since and it's evolved and morphed and grown and it's just been an incredible ride and a testimony to the fact that men are in need of of, of somebody who's going to stand up and say what needs to be said in an environment where it becomes increasingly uh, uh i don't know if i want to say dangerous necessarily but uh, people don't want to stand up and say what needs to be said because they're going to be ostracized and attacked and ridiculed and mocked, and somebody needed to stand up and say what needs to be said. And so I guess I'm willing to do that. <laughs> so here here we are. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty much why I'm here. My, my daughter, who's four years old, used to be very interested in these unboxing videos where kids open up packages and stuff. So uh, she'd watch it on YouTube, and to get her away from that, I'd say, hey, instead of sitting here watching some other kid open stuff up, why don't we film you opening stuff up? And then we started a little YouTube channel, me and her, and uh, and that's when I discovered podcasts. I really didn't know much about them. Uh, so I read up on them, and I decided to try to start one about fatherhood, and then almost 100 episodes later, uh, here I am. Yeah, well, I, I love it, man. I, that's a, a, a much more assertive approach. You know, I think we spend this whole lives in, our, in, in passivity hoping that somebody comes to us and somebody helps us and, and provides what we need as a way of life. And uh, I like your approach, man. It's more assertive. It's, 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 it's seeing a problem, recognizing a problem, and not waiting for somebody else to, to fix it or to, to do something about it, but to, to figuring it out and coming up with a solution and teaching your kids how to do it as well. It's, uh, it's critical. See, I, I commend you, man. I commend you. Thank you. All right. I am publishing this uh, the day we observe Veterans Day. So I would like to say uh, thank you for your service and your sacrifice. I am very grateful for all the men and women who have fought to protect our freedom. My wife and my family and I are, are truly blessed to be living in this country, and we do not take those freedoms for granted. So I, I thank you, and, and I've had the honor of speaking to so many dads who have served here. It's very humbling, and I love hearing you guys' uh, fatherhood stories. It's, it's really amazing. Yeah, well, it's my my honor to be a small part of that. There's certainly people who are more qualified to uh, to accept that that compliment than I am, but but it is my honor for sure. But I commend any man or and woman who is willing to put their life aside and go fight and do what needs to be done in order to protect, protect our way of life. Well said. Um, okay, one thing that's big with me is reading with my kids. Uh, I think it's very important. I love to read. I try to encourage my kids to read. Uh, so I'm curious, uh, are you into reading with your kids and what type of books do they read or do you read with them? Yeah, no, we do both. I mean, the kids are into reading. I'm a big reader. I read a lot of books. Of course, we read books together. Um, Jocko's Way of the Warrior Kid is something we've, we've read and, and his last couple of books. Um, so that's important. Hatchet, I don't know if you've ever read Hatchet with your kids, but 
obviously that's for some for kids a little bit older but my boys really really enjoyed the novel hatchet uh outside of that you know kids books i, I can't really recall what those those children's or kids books are for my six and two year old but you know we, we sit down and read as a family and and believe that reading is an important component of 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 gaining education and knowledge and of course learning how to speak and form sentences and put words together and so we we uh we spend a lot of time reading in the Mickler household for sure Awesome. All right. Now, since you're in the same boat as me with four kids, I would love to hear your opinion on this, because for my wife and I, transitioning from two to three children, we found to be the most difficult. So uh, which transition did you find to be the most challenging? I think one to two is tough. I, You know, one, one is tough as it is, but you're so prepared. Well, I, I don't want to say prepared, but you, you your expectations are are. are uh, a little bit heightened, right? Because you understand that, oh, this is going to be huge, huge change for us. And so you're kind of like have this expectation that life's going to be a challenge. Uh, and then you get one kid and you think, okay, I got this figured out. You know, I got this under control. I know what I'm doing. And man, the dynamic changes when you have an additional child that you have to take care of and, and one gets neglected and everything else. So it's, uh, I think one to two was, was the hardest for us. Okay, very cool. You guys uh, done with four or are we going to try for more here? Now we're done, man. We're done with four, and uh, we feel pretty good with the family we have, and life is good. Perfect. Okay. Uh, last thing I'm going to hit you with here, I love to ask all the dads I get on the podcast, what type of advice do you have for that new dad or for that about-to-be father who's out there listening? Yeah, I mean, I've been asked this question quite a bit. The best thing I can give, and I don't think it's very common uh, knowledge or, or common advice, is that your job is to render yourself obsolete. <laughs> your job is to put yourself out of a job. You know, I, I, there's too many parents out there who think that we're supposed to be buddies and friends and everything's supposed to be kumbaya and, and happy-go-lucky and just a good time, um, but that's not true. I mean, at the end of the day, your job is to give your kids, your boys and girls, all the tools and skills and skill sets to be able to go out into life and uh, make something of it and, and not necessarily need you. You know, I want to be wanted by my kids. I want to be involved in my kids' lives even after they've moved out of the house, and I want to be part of their experiences as they – uh, go on to start their own families and start their careers. And, of course, I want to be part of my grandkids' lives, their children's lives. But at the end of the day, I want to be wanted, not needed. So my goal with fatherhood is to remember that my job is to render myself obsolete. And so sometimes that means I need to approach things from a friendlier perspective, and other times it means I need to be a little tougher, a little bit more hardline stance on some things so they can have the tools they need to be able to thrive. And Man, it's not always comfortable. You know, it's not always fun, and it's not always comfortable, and it's a real challenge. It's probably one of the most challenging things I've ever done, but – it's also the most rewarding, hands down, the most rewarding. Uh, but my job is to put myself out of a out of a job. Well said, Ryan Mickler. Uh, I will be including a link in the description of this podcast that will take the listeners straight to your podcast, Order of Man. And I would just like to say thank you so much for taking a few minutes out of your day uh, to spend it here with me on First Class Fatherhood. Oh man, I'm just excited to be on. I appreciate what you're doing. We need more fathers in this fight. You know, I cast. Uh, I think sometimes it's an uphill battle and. Unless we figure out how to do this and band together and help each other out, then, uh, man, high stuff. Right on with that. I agree with you 100% there. All right, I'm going to hit you guys with a quick spot, and I'll be right back to wrap it up here. to wrap things up here on First Class Fatherhood. I got to give a special thank you once again to Ryan Mickler for giving me a few minutes of his time here. That was awesome. Please hit me up on Twitter. Drop me a DM over on Instagram. Let me know what you thought about today's episode. I always love to read your feedback. And I'd like to say one more time, thank you to all the men and women of our nation's military who have served, who are serving uh, to fight and protect our freedom. 
Uh, thank you very much to all the veterans out there listening and to all the veterans everywhere. Keep it locked in here to First Class Fatherhood. Coming up on Wednesday, I'm going to have a little celebration episode to get ready for my 100th episode of First Class Fatherhood. It's hard to believe, but from the little acorn grew the mighty oak. And then on Friday, I will have a special guest here for my 100th episode, a man who went from zero to 400 million. Ed Milet will be joining me on the podcast for episode 100. So lock it in. Fatherhood rocks. Family values rule. And every day is Father's Day right here. I'm Alec Lace. You've been listening to First Class Fatherhood. And please remember, guys, we are not babysitters. We are fathers. And we're not just fathers. We are first class fathers. Fathers.